I'm Kat from Rock 95. And I'm Charlie from 107.5 Cool FM. And welcome to More Than Real Estate Podcast. This is all about bringing life and energy to real estate without always talking about real estate. On these podcasts, you can look forward to interviews with influential members and industry partners. These stories will focus on their personal growth and incorporate lighthearted, inspiring, and sometimes funny segments. Highlighting the fact that there's more to realtor life than being a realtor. Redwood Park Communities was founded in 2009 by Tim and Rhonda Kent as a response to the need for more affordable housing in their community. Over the last decade, Redwood has grown tremendously, housing hundreds of people in affordable housing through a number of initiatives like United House for Women and Children Fleeing Violence, the Second Suites Program, and Lucy's Place. And we are joined by Jennifer Van Gennep, Director of Communications at Redwood Park Communities. Hello. Hi. So I have heard of Redwood Park Communities. Yeah. Uh, I know that uh, you uh, have been a part of Gals That Give. Mm -hmm. And uh, did you get the grant? Did you get the 10 grant? Did. Amazing. <laughs> yes. 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 I remember. That's yeah. fantastic. So can you kind of tell us, obviously there is a housing crisis right now, but can you kind of tell us how Redwood Park Communities kind of started? Sure. So in 2009, Tim and Rhonda and their friend Nathan, uh, they were all volunteering to help with the women and children shelter, helping people move from the shelter into housing. And they were noticing that Often people were coming just with like a couple garbage bags, clothes, and they didn't have any furniture. And sometimes the places that they were moving into either weren't safe or um, they just weren't really adequate in some way. And at the same time, Tim was working in the construction industry, uh, building houses, and he just saw that there was an opportunity there to maybe leverage some of those relationships and help, help meet this need of affordable housing. Because what we were seeing was the people would the women and their children move into these inadequate housing situations and then they would not have enough money to pay for food or you know other things and they were fleeing domestic violence but they often were feeling hopeless and so they would feel like you know at least when i was back with him um we had food or um you know at least we had housing i got beat up a little bit but you know <laughs> At least at <laughs> maybe least, there's yeah. a trade-off for housing. Yeah. And so people were returning actually to abusive relationships oh. um, to avoid homelessness. Right. And so that's when the idea of the United House was born um, in River Park communities. And it kind of has grown from there. So it started with an idea to house, we hoped to house six women. Rhonda's, <laughs> Rhonda's big idea was that we would we house surpass that six goal. women, right? <laughs> and so, and now here we are with House Over. So Redwood builds houses mm -hmm. and it's kind of like habitat for humanity, but not really. It's government <laughs> the, uh, support, I would right. assume, right? In the you sense that you, from the ground up, you guys build and then you help people get yes. in there. Okay. So the difference being that with Habitat for Humanity, um, the people own the house. Uh, all of our units are still owned by Redwood uh, or leased for Redwood. And it's just to help people kind of get uh, a soft place to land. Trans it's like and transition. Housing. Most of our housing so far is transitional housing. Um, we're looking at building up permanent housing as well. But yeah, it's uh, it's a little different, but it's hilarious. I know there are talks with um, even just in Barry with council and stuff. Like, are you getting movement with affordable housing with them? How is that? Because yeah, there has been a talk for a need for more affordable housing, especially especially up here. Yes, it's like it's insane. Yes, so. You made a face. Yeah. <laughs> explain, explain. Yeah, the podcast can't see your face. 
because it's been sort of sounding alarm for years. Now, you know, then it was government. Um, now it's almost everybody is mm. aware that we are in a serious housing crunch. And um, it's there's no silver bullet to fix it. We didn't get here any one way, but, but there are a lot of steps needed. So we are talking to uh, city council. Um, Tim, our CEO and co-founder, Tim Kent, he was on the is on the mayor's housing affordability task force. So he's been helping with some policy suggestions through that. Um, for Redwood, I sit, well, a couple of us sit on the um, Barry chapter of the Simcoe County Alliance on Homelessness. And through that chapter, we've been very vocal with <laughs> the city council about some policy changes that are needed and um, making some recommendations in the official plan as well to help help create more affordable housing. How does, um, how does this start like how does this process start um basically so from let's say you know clients right so from from start to finish um how does this go so let's say a mom and a couple of kids yeah um are fleeing they're maybe at a shelter and then from there does the shelter contact you and then it just goes from there mm -hmm. so all of our properties at this point are partnerships with a specific agency so United House, for example, is a partnership with the Dairy Women, Women and Children's Shelter. So when someone needs housing, they actually, well, sometimes they do call us, but that's not, we actually don't make the placements into United House. Um, the Women and Children's Shelter basically sends us referrals of, of who will go there. So um, if someone contacts us we and wants to live at United House, we will refer them back to the Women and Children's Shelter. Lucy's Place is a partnership with the Busby Center. Yeah. And, but, but, um, Referrals can come from any agency, or self-referrals can come from any agency to Wesley or Lucy's place. So then when they come to you, your community, how long would um, you have a client in one of your homes? So legally, <laughs> it's up to four years, mm -hmm. but that's, that's the definition of transitional housing. But typically at United House, we're looking at someone being there for more like one year. Um, by then, what we have found over the last, it's been nine years, nine years this month um, that we've been running United House. And what we find is, because to keep people safe when they move in, there are some house rules. Right. Um, and those feel really good when you move in because they help keep you safe. But the longer you're there, the more stable you're feeling, then the house rules start to feel restrictive mm. and then you're ready to move on. And that's been a fairly natural progression. But it's good too, because then you can get some other family. Exactly. And, and new families come in. And you guys do a lot with, um, I remember um, your furniture bank. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about that. Cause I think that's fantastic. Sure. And I think a lot of people with spring cleaning mm -hmm. and they want to change things yeah. up. Tax write-offs. Maybe yes. people aren't aware <laughs> that there, there is a, a furniture bank. And I know a lot of people will just go to donate them to thrifts nearby mm -hmm. their houses, which mm -hmm. is also great. But I think also great. Helps a lot when you safety. know where your kitchen table is going, I think there's a story there where you sure. can say, I yes, you guys can do it. Do. That's right. <laughs> and there's that. Okay. So you don't need to know a friend with a pickup truck, it's right? Strange. Let's talk about your furniture bank. Yeah. Okay. So in 2019, uh, we just, we started the furniture bank. Um, this is, as we had more units and we had, because it's transitional housing, we had more and more people moving out. And every time they moved out, we wanted to how, uh, support them in that. So we wanted to move them out and furnish their house. So yeah. we were putting in calls for we need a dresser, we need some beds, we need kitchen tables, and then we would go around and collect them. And, and it's very labor intensive and time intensive. And we were finding that our housing support workers <laughs> were spending a lot of time 
curating furniture. <laughs> and uh, it was kind of taking away from, it was an important service, but it was not really what they signed up for and, and not um, really maybe the best use of their time and, and skills and expertise that we hired them for. So um, we started the Furniture Bank in 2019 and it is a really lovely collaboration between nonprofit and uh, for-profit companies. So we're supported by the Furniture Bank of Toronto, which has been for decades and has a lot of infrastructure. So if you call our number to make a donation, it actually phones into their call center because they have a call center. Yeah. <laughs> so why not, right? Um, so they will help schedule a pickup and answering questions about furniture donation pickups. And then it's actually Just Junk locally that will come and pick up the furniture. And um, then it gets brought to our warehouse. Our team will curate it. They'll like fix it if there's any repairs needed. Um, catalog it because it's a charity. So we have to be able to account for everything that yeah. comes in and follow it all the way out. Um, and then on the other end for getting the furniture, um, we have over 30 referral agencies. So uh, Simcoe, David Busby Center, the Women's Shelter, Youth Haven, all around the county um, can refer someone to us. And it, so it's not really it's not like a discount furniture store where you can come in and pick out a couch for $20 or something like that. It's, it's um, you get a referral from the agency that you're working with and, and it's sort of, it, it's really packaged. So it's like, you tell us you have a two bedroom home for three bedroom homes. Yeah. And then you guys, and then you get a package. Yeah. But you still pick your furniture because we feel uh, very strongly about dignity and, and choice yeah. <laughs> and agency. Right. So it's almost like online shopping because everything is, everything oh, is, yeah, it's all online. Neat. Which Charlie understands now. Yes. Just say online shopping. <laughs> I'm like, like, get it. Okay. Exactly. So everything that comes in gets cataloged and categorized and put in the right um, category on our online shop. And then you just add to cart. You you kind of have an outline of what you can get. So if you have two bunch of posts, you can get two beds or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then um, just junk will deliver it. So, that's, yeah. it's, so it's incredible like how what a team initiative this is and how everything yeah. just seems to work and come together that's mm -hmm. great mm -hmm. um so we did touch briefly on the government <laughs> is there something i mean you know i know you said you guys have been very vocal but is there something that you need the community to know and to rally behind like the maybe the biggest change that you need to happen in Simcoe or Anything like that in terms of affordable housing? Yeah, like sure. what, what can we do, right? I yeah. guess to help. How can yeah. help you? Sure. Well, it's an election. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <It's> an election. <laughs> so red uh, charity has to stay nonpartisan, which sure. means we can't promote a party or a person, um, but we are political. So, <laughs> but so, whatever. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. So we're deeply committed to matching our social service work with social change work because if you only we think if you only do social service work, um, it's only half half the problem, right? So teach a man to fish. Yeah, but also like that analogy of pulling babies out of the river, right? And so, you know, you can be pulling babies out of the river, but also sending someone upriver to see who's throwing the babies in the river to begin with and dealing with that problem too, kind of going upstream. Um, and we think it needs to be both at Redwood and me personally <laughs> feel it needs to be both. We need to be looking at the causes of homelessness and the housing crisis and also dealing with the emergency that's right in front of you. But it's also a way to stand in solidarity with the people 
that we're supporting. Otherwise, you can slip into saviorism or heroism, and that's common in charities, and we do not want to acknowledge that. I read this. So modern homelessness is a direct result of policy choices. That's not really argued <laughs> by any of the housing <laughs> That's just a, that's the thing, a thing that has happened is the government stopped investing in social housing, stopped building community housing, and they also created policies that allowed wages and social assistance rates to be suppressed. So uh, Ontario Works and ODSB haven't gone up since 2018. If they'd been matched to inflation this whole time, they would be seven or $800 higher than they are right now. A single person on Ontario Works right now receives $790 a month. Oh my. For all of their wow, sorry, it's sorry, seven. They receive seven hundred and something dollars a month, and three hundred and ninety of it. The ninety is attached to the three hundred. Three hundred ninety of it is supposed to be for their housing. So you have three hundred ninety dollars a month to spend on housing, and then the rest is for the rest of their basic. It's not a lot. No, that's not that. Because if you go to a rooming house right now, not a one bedroom, because a one bedroom is seventeen hundred month in Barrie right now. This is uh, what we have begun to call legislative poverty. So there absolutely is a role for the government in just helping people have more money <laughs> so that they can afford, afford housing. I will say that there absolutely is a role for government. Okay, so it's an um, election. We should yes. we should do our homework, find out. Yeah, right. Yes. No, read, the, read the party Yes, platforms. you have to read the party platforms. Um, there's a little bit of a hack to a shortcut. So Redwood has endorsed the Vote for Housing campaign. Vote might be vote for housing Ontario.ca. I didn't check. <laughs> is it on your website though? It's not on our website. Oh, okay. Uh, but I will put it on. I can. I'll, it's on all the platform. All the party platforms are also at very360.com. There you I go. Okay. So vote for housing Ontario. So that is what the vote for housing campaign is about. Is just asking voters to commit to pledge to voting for the party or the candidate that you think is going to do the most for. Housing yeah, well, uh, I had with my partner from Glyphem, uh, we actually hosted the um, ACE Awards, right? The mm-hmm. Home Builders Association. And um, the president, the big guy, yes. I don't know what they call him, um, <laughs> of Ontario's Home Builders Association. Mm-hmm. And we actually have the links as well. Uh, we're very much advocating for affordable housing mm-hmm. and building affordable housing as well. Mm-hmm. And that was a big push during the awards um, banquet a couple weeks ago. Um, so we put the links up as well from, from our community pages, which I think is important too, because you just you just wonder, we see all this development, like, you know, in Barrie <laughs> and it's it's coming south and it's it's creeping closer to me. And mm-hmm. we, we bought out in the sticks for a reason and mm-hmm. it's pushing. Mm-hmm. And uh, these houses, they are, and like in, in those groups, like mm-hmm. how, could, like these big developers, like couldn't there be a policy and I just, you know, spit them. Right. And just having a discussion, like, of, let's say they build whatever, 200 houses or whatever mm-hmm. they're building on all those acreages, couldn't 10 of them mm-hmm. be... Uh, more affordable because why why should a mom that is fleeing something with some kids be amongst any other mom Mm -hmm, exactly am I wrong in thinking that because usually like the affordable (laughs) housing like there's an area yeah like why is there why can't there was a there was a building that they were talking about having I think it's in the works yeah isn't there a building downtown Downtown. for Mm -hmm. affordable housing that's coming on yes they're building it now yes yes I believe construction started this spring it's been 
it's looked like it was coming for, for a little while, but yeah, I think that's been a long was. time, but that was, it's the, been a bit of a while. That's a fight for you guys. You guys no. <laughs> got, got in there finally. That wasn't us. That's, uh, it's, um, not Redwood. It's, it's another develop, uh, like oh, a nonprofit is. developer who is, who is doing, if we're talking about the same one on Bayfield and Supply. Yes, I think yeah, so. Yeah. That's well, a yeah. So what, so, okay. So we can learn and yeah. we can vote for yeah. the, the people we need to vote for. Yeah. What else could we do? So if you, do you volunteers? Do you? Yeah, so coming out of the pandemic, we are looking to reconnect with volunteers for sure. Um, in the past, volunteers have or with landscaping. We've had, we've even had teams like real estate teams come for a day of community work and uh, help out, especially when we were doing the finishing touches at Lucy's Place to get it open. Um, Lucy's Place is on ESSA and we just celebrated on May 6th, we celebrated the third birthday of it being open. So that was a really great community effort. Lots of volunteer opportunities there. In between construction uh, projects, we have opportunities sometimes for, for giving women rides uh, to their appointments or in, often we need volunteers to help us with apartment changeovers. It can be kind of a big job when someone goes out, someone comes moving in, we need to do a few repairs and, Cleaning. Yeah, I'll I'm just a give cleaner. it a clean. <laughs> I can clean. I like perfect. Okay, so is it on your website? It's on our website. Okay, There's so a, uh, redwoodparkcommunities.com and then volunteering are uh, the volunteering pages under this okay. section. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. You're You're welcome. Welcome. Wait, we have to yeah. rapid fire you. Okay. <laughs> Let's rapid fire her. What is the last thing you Googled? Acute stomach pain for children. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> is one of your kids gastroy right now? <laughs> one of my kids has something going on. Yeah, so but she was feeling better this morning, so it's fine. Pepto Bismol works great. <laughs> the chewables. It's a go-to, yeah. Right? What's the last thing you bragged about? Being on this podcast. Oh, <laughs> oh stop. It. Hey, what's on your nightstand? Books and chocolate. Oh, give her. Chocolate's <laughs> always it's gotta be there. And what what have you been? Are you are you binge watching something? I know your mom, you're busy, but like if there's something you you are have watched. Um, I read more. Than, I'm still watching Grey's Anatomy, but that's not really binging. Like you're just I'm 17 it. years in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're committed. I'm just committed. Yeah, but uh, mostly I read. Oh, good for you. What do you read? Some trashy romance. I have that pause. No, you were like, um, no. Um, <laughs> you don't have to tell us. <laughs> and, and I just finished actually a really good book called No More Heroes. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs>